Good evening. This is Patrick Donahue. As always, we appreciate you listening every week at this same time to Bible Crossfire. You're allowed to call in and ask your Bible question, make a Bible comment, discuss the scriptures with us. That's what we're after is the truth. Appreciate you listening every week. I have a friend that's coming on tonight, Steve Klein. I've known Steve somewhere between 35 and 40 years, and I heard him preach on the radio a couple or three weeks ago, a lesson on uh, what does it mean to baptize in Jesus' name? We see in Acts 2.38, Peter saying, Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins. You shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. And he had a lesson on what it means to baptize in the name of Jesus Christ. And I I was really thought it was a good lesson, thought I'd invite him to come on here and and explain what that means. Steve, you there? Yeah, I'm here. Appreciate uh, you joining us tonight. Thank you. Good to hear you, Patrick. Um, why don't we start back in Colossians 3 and verse 17, which is sort of a more general command about doing things in the name of Jesus. There the Apostle Paul says, Whatever you do in word or deed, do all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. So as Christians, we're supposed to be doing everything we do in the name of the Lord Jesus. And then, as you mentioned, Acts 2.38 tells us specifically to repent and let every one of you be baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ for the remission of your sins, and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. So the question is, what does it mean to do something in the name of the Lord Jesus? Uh, Generally speaking, I think we could uh, agree that to do something in someone's name is to do it to their credit, to their honor, probably with their permission, and uh, in biblical terms, by their authority. And that's an important point to make. I think in old times, you know, if a king issued a a law or an edict, he'd have that issued, and people would go throughout the towns and read the proclamation of the king. and, And if it was some new law or something, at the end of that, they'd always say, well, in the name of the king. And that meant that it was done by the king's authority. So to do something in the name of uh, anybody, but particularly in the name of Jesus Christ, is to do it by his authority, to his glory, with his permission, uh, and for the reasons that, and the purpose that, that he has assigned, that he wants it done for. In other words, you not only do what is you're told to do, but you do it for the reason that you're told to do it, to accomplish what he wants accomplished in, in, in whatever it is. So that's what we'll be talking about tonight as we look at what it means to be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ. I want to compare that command in Acts 2 and verse 38 to uh, other commands that we have in the New Testament that were to be done in the name of the Lord. Um, In Mark chapter 9 and verse 41, Jesus said that anyone who... Uh, of his who gave one of his disciples a cup of cold water to drink in my name because you belong to Christ he said as surely I say to you he will by no means lose his reward so he's telling his disciples that as people do good to them in his name give them give his disciples a, a cup of cold water to drink so they're doing this charitable deed and they're doing it in Jesus name because they belong to Christ because they're honoring Christ Jesus says because you belong to Christ so it's because they have this relationship with Jesus he's their king he's they're honoring him by doing this giving this charitable deed in the name of the Lord Jesus says if they do that 
they will by no means lose their reward. But it's interesting, if we go over to Matthew chapter 6 and look in verse 1, Jesus there also is talking about doing charitable deeds. And he says, Take heed that you do not do your charitable deeds before men to be seen by them. Otherwise, you have no reward from your Father in heaven. Now, that's really interesting, isn't it? On one occasion, he says, if you do this charitable deed, uh, you will by no means lose your reward if you do it in my name. But on the other occasion, he says, if you do it to be seen by men, this charitable deed, you have no reward from your Father who is in heaven. So you could do the same deed. Say your charitable deed is giving somebody a cup of cold water. You could, you could do that, and one time you're doing it because somebody belongs to Christ and you're trying to please Christ. Another time you're doing it because you're, you're showing off and you're trying to draw attention to yourself uh, to be seen by men. And one time you're going to get a reward for it, and another time you're not going to get a reward for it. So to do something in Jesus' name, what we learn from this comparison is to do it for his reasons. It's not just to do the thing that he said to do, but to do it for the reason that he wants you to do it. If you're doing a charitable deed for the wrong reason, for some reason other than what Jesus said to do in his name, you're not going to get credit for that from him. That's what he's saying. You'll you'll not get a reward for that. So go ahead, Pat. I was just going to say, we appreciate Steve joining us. Let me mention the number to call if you have a Bible question or a comment. Could be you want to ask Steve a question on this topic or ask Steve or myself a question on any Bible topic. As the announcer said at the beginning, the number to call is 877-655-6755. If you have a Bible question or comment, you want to be on the air, the lines are wide open. 877-655-6755. Yeah, feel free to give us a call if you'd like to discuss this topic or any Bible topic, obviously. But we're talking about being baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus, and we're talking about what it means to do something in Jesus' name. To do charitable deeds in his name implies that you're doing them for the reason that he's assigned and not for your own uh, selfish interest. If you do it for the right reason, you get a reward. If you do it for the wrong reason, you don't. That's what Jesus plainly teaches. Let's go on to another thing that we're told to do in the name of Jesus. In Ephesians chapter 5 and verse 20, uh, the Apostle Paul writes, giving thanks always for all things to God the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. So again, we're told to do something, give thanks, pray, in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. To pray in the name of Jesus now is not merely to add some meaningless formula at the end of a prayer. I know it's, it's, it's good to say at the end of a prayer, we're praying this in Jesus' name. It's fine to say that, but you can say that all day long and not actually be doing it in Jesus' name. Um, you remember, we started with Colossians 3 and verse 17, which tells us to do all in the name of the Lord. So really, we're supposed to do everything that we do in the name of the Lord, you know, whether we're uh, driving to the grocery store or, you know, picking up a pizza or uh, washing our car. You know, we're supposed to be Christians all the time and do everything that we do. Uh, in a way that's pleasing to Christ. 
So whatever you do, in word or deed, do all in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, Colossians 3.17 says. But we don't say Jesus' name before we wash our car or, you know, I'm driving to uh, get a pizza in Jesus' name. We don't say that. Um, you don't, so when it talks about doing things in Jesus' name, it's not talking about what you say. It's talking about having his authority, his permission, and doing it for his glory and doing it for the reason that he wants you to do it. That's what we're learning. When we I, think think about, that, I think it's easy that from Colossians 3.17, I'm agreeing with you, Steve. Easy to see it's not talking about saying in the name of Jesus Christ every time. There would be no way to do that. It's not talking about that in Colossians 3.17. I agree with you 100%. Thanks, exactly. I think that's uh, pretty obvious from that passage. So getting back to praying, uh, Patrick, I I think what uh, we can say about it is that we are to pray in the name of the Lord Jesus. And in so doing, of course, those those prayers, uh, if they're asked in his name, uh, will have an effect with God. Um, But some prayers are not going to have an effect with God because they're not offered in Jesus' name, even if you say Jesus' name at the end of the prayer. You might say, well, I'm, I'm praying for a new car in Jesus' name. But James chapter 4 and verse 3 says, you ask and do not receive because you ask amiss that you may spend it on your own pleasures. So if you're asking something for the wrong reason, uh, say for your own pleasure, just selfishly, God's not going to grant that request. You can say Jesus' name at the end of that all you want to, but it, it's not going to be granted because it's not according to his will. You see, in 1 John chapter 5 and verse 14, John says, This is the confidence that we have in him if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. Well, according to his will, that, that's in Jesus' name. It's with the authority of Christ, with his permission. That's what Jesus wants. And so we ask according to his will, and those are the things that are granted to us. There are some things we're not to pray for, uh, for things for our own pleasure, as we just mentioned. Um, in 1 John 5 and verse 16, if anyone sees his brother sinning a sin which does not lead to death, he will ask and he will give him life for those who commit sin not leading to death. Death, There's sin leading to death. I do not say that he should pray about that. So there's something that we're not to pray about. You know, you could say Jesus' name all day long in praying about that sin that leads to death, and it won't, it won't do any good. So, again, we're learning something about what it means to do something in Jesus' name. Um, so let's go on from, from there. Just because someone claims that they've done something in Jesus' name doesn't, doesn't mean that they have. Again, if they haven't done it for the reason that... Christ wants them to do it for, in the way that he wants, uh, to glorify him. Uh, They're not doing it in his name, no matter what they claim. Jesus himself makes this point in Matthew chapter 7. He says in verse 22, Many will say to me in that day, Lord, Lord, have we not prophesied in your name, cast out demons in your name, done many wonders in your name? Then I will declare to them, I never knew you. Depart from me, you who practice lawlessness. Well, here are people who said they did a whole bunch of things in Jesus' name. They said they prophesied. They said they cast out demons. uh, They said they did many wonders in his name. Now, whether they actually did those things or not, uh, I don't know. But they said they did them in his name. And and what Jesus says, "I, I never even knew you. You practice lawlessness. Lawlessness means that which is 
against the law or without authority. They didn't have authority for what they were doing, so what they were doing wasn't in Jesus' name. It couldn't have been. Jesus never knew them. Jesus hadn't authorized them, told them to do the things that they were doing and the way they were doing them. They thought they were all right, but they weren't. Just because a person thinks he's doing something in Jesus' name, just because he says he's doing something in Jesus' name, doesn't mean that he is. Jesus says, depart from me, I never knew you. So they, they really thought and said even that they were doing these things in Jesus' name, but Jesus condemned them. There's another interesting... I was just going to mention the phone number again. The number to call, if you have right. a Bible question for or comment for Steve or myself... you have a Bible question or comment. Yeah, call us us if you do. We'd love to hear from you. Um, So let's go on and think about uh, something that happens in Acts chapter 19. Acts chapter 19 and verse 11, the Apostle Paul is in Ephesus, uh, where he spends some good amount of time uh, evangelizing, spreading the gospel, and working miracles. In fact, Acts 19 and verse 11 says that God worked unusual miracles by the hands of Paul so that even handkerchiefs and aprons that were brought from his body to the sick and the disease left them and the evil spirits went out of them. So he's doing these amazing miracles. Some of the itinerant Jewish exorcists took it upon themselves to call the name of the Lord Jesus over those who had evil spirits, saying, we exercise you in, in, the, in the name of Jesus or by the Jesus whom Paul preaches. So here are some guys, and they're trying to cast out uh, evil spirit in the name of Jesus, and they're even calling the name of Jesus. They took it upon themselves to do that. And the Bible says that there were seven sons of Sceva, the Jewish chief priest, who did this. The evil spirit answered them and said, Jesus I know and Paul I know, but who are you? And the man in whom the evil spirit was leaped on them, overpowered them, prevailed against them, so that they fled out of the house naked and wounded. This became known both to all Jews and Greeks dwelling in Ephesus, and fear fell on them all, and the name of the Lord Jesus was magnified. This is really an interesting text when you think about the name of the Lord Jesus. Here's some, some men who tried to cast out a demon in the name of the Lord Jesus, but they didn't have the authority to do it. Jesus hadn't told them to do that. He hadn't given them permission to do that. They weren't doing it to his glory. They were doing it, obviously, to their own glory. And so they were not able to cast out the demon. But more than that, the demon, <laughs> the, the demon kind of taught them a, a lesson. And um, they, they learned the hard way not to claim to be doing something in Jesus' name that they weren't. But... What's amazing in this text, of course, is that the Apostle Paul had been doing miracles, and he'd been doing them with the authority of Christ for the reason that Christ wanted them done, in the way that Christ wanted them done. So Paul was truly doing those things in the name of the Lord Jesus. And so when you get down there to verse 17, after this is all known uh, to the Jews and Greeks, and after they realize that, you know, to do something in the name of the Lord Jesus means that, that he's empowering you to do it. He's authorizing you to do it. He's enabling you to do it. And he's told you to do it and wants you to do it for a certain reason. And they see the difference between what Paul was doing and what these fake um, religious 
um, exorcist were doing, when they saw the difference between that and the real name of the Lord Jesus, his power, his authority, his glory is magnified in this instance. It's a fascinating study in what it means to do something in the name of the Lord Jesus. Johnny from Illinois. Go ahead with your Bible question or comment, please. Yeah, the uh, during the resurrection of Jesus Christ and some of the uh, gospel that says that other spirits or other prophets resurrected from the dead and walked into the towns. This, I mean, what what, do, what can we make of that? I mean, I, I have never really understood that. Steve, you got any comments on that? Well, I think there were a number of amazing signs that occurred at the death and resurrection of Christ. Obviously, it was the biggest event in human history. And Jesus, in his resurrection, obviously, as we sometimes say, opened up the very gates of Hades, the dwelling place of the dead. And this was a demonstration that he had conquered death. I don't know much more to say about it than that, but it's evident that that Christ conquered death in his in his death and resurrection, and uh, this the appearance of of uh, these saints uh, at that time demonstrated, in fact, that he had he had beaten the grave. It was just another evidence, along with some other things that happened, like the veil of the temple being torn and uh, a number of other things that just demonstrated the. The, the accomplishment of Jesus Christ in being raised from the dead. Uh, what do you think, Pat? I don't know what I can say much more. I think this is recorded for us in Matthew twenty-seven fifty-two. We just read about Jesus giving up the ghost. The veil of the temple is rent, verse 51. Verse 52 says, The graves were opened, and many bodies of the saints which slept arose and came out of the graves after his resurrection, went into the holy city, and appeared unto many. Johnny, I, I don't know much more to say than the, that what Steve did. These people were resurrected. It's probably some kind of indication from God that this event, the death and resurrection of Christ, was important. These people resurrected. They were to die again, of course. Right, Johnny? They ended up dying again. It's not recorded, but they would end up dying again like Lazarus, unlike Jesus who was resurrected and never died again. Johnny, you got any follow-up? Uh, yeah. Well, yeah, I just, I, I, that's the thing, you know, I just didn't know if they continued to live or it was, if it was, you know, actual in body or it was like the spirit, their spirits or I don't, you know, just, it, yeah, just uh, something I've never really understood. Well, you know, the way it reads, it definitely reads as if their actual bodies came out of the graves, just like Jesus, a physical resurrection. There is an important lesson I think about here, Johnny is that when the Bible only gives us a very small amount of information here, and maybe a lesson we can learn is, well, it doesn't tell us a whole lot. It doesn't tell us how long they lived, whether they lived one day, a week, or they had a you know, indefinite amount of time. And since the Bible doesn't tell us, there's not a whole lot we can say. We just don't know, do we, Johnny? And that's what we need to learn, that lesson for other topics. People will all make all kinds of assertions about different things that the Bible doesn't really say, and they don't really know that. So we're trying to be careful here not to say something the Bible doesn't say, you know, and just speculate and act like the Bible says it when it doesn't. You see that important lesson, Johnny? Yes, I do. Thank you. Appreciate it. Appreciate your call, Johnny. You have a good evening. Bye. Bye.
Thank you. Bye. Yeah. Continue on, Steve. If, well, okay, let me right. say, if, if you have a Bible question or comment, give us a call at 877-655-6755. Okay, Steve. Yeah, so we were talking about uh, being baptized in the name of Jesus, and we, we noticed a couple of other things uh, that we're to do in the name of the Lord Jesus, like uh, our charitable deeds and praying. And in, in those situations, it's important that to do something in his name, uh, you do what he said for the reason that he said to do it. And if you don't do it for the reason that he said to do it, he's not pleased with that, and it's not really in his name. And then we also talked a little bit just a minute ago uh, about there are those that claim to do things in Jesus' name that uh, they're, they're not doing in his name. And Jesus condemned that in Matthew 7, verses 22 and 23, when people said they were um, casting out demons in his name and doing many mighty works in his name and prophesying in his name. And Jesus said that he never knew them. They committed lawlessness. So that brings us uh, full circle back to the main topic uh, tonight, which is uh, what does it mean to be baptized in the name of Jesus? Now, that's what Acts 2.38 tells us to do. Uh, Peter commands, repent and let every one of you be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ. Well, baptism in the name of Jesus Christ requires baptism that is done with his authority for the reason that he wants it done. Uh, it's as simple as that. Just as we've seen in these other cases with charitable deeds and with praying, uh, you do those things with his authority in the way that he wants done for the reason that he wants done and to his glory. So baptism in the name of Jesus Christ requires that one believes on Jesus Christ. In Acts chapter 8, uh, Philip has been teaching the Ethiopian eunuch about Jesus Christ. He started in the book of Isaiah where the Ethiopian was reading, and he started at that point and preached to him Jesus. And they're going down the road together in Acts chapter 8. And um, the eunuch just asks, you know, here's water. What hinders me from being baptized? That's Acts 8 and verse 36. And Philip said in Acts 8 and verse 37, in the New King James Version at least, Philip says, if you believe with all your heart, you may. And he answered and said, I believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God. This, this eunuch wanted to be baptized, but in order to be baptized, he needed to be baptized as a believer. You, just, you, you can't baptize somebody who doesn't believe in Jesus. Here's somebody, you know, here's, so here's a, a condition, a, a, a situation that, that you need to uh, be a believer in Christ. You don't, you, just baptizing somebody who's not a believer, that, that's not doing it the way Jesus wants it done. That can't be doing it in his name. You may say, uh, you know, you're doing it in his name to, to baptize somebody, for instance, who's a baby, uh, who can't be a believer because they're not capable of that. Um, that that's not going to work. That can't be in Jesus' name because in, it, in Jesus' word, it tells us in, in the New Testament, you need to be a believer. Um, to be baptized in Jesus' name means and requires that you're baptized for the remission of sins. We just we saw that in Acts 2.38 a couple of times already. Being baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of your sins. There's the purpose. That's the reason that you're doing this. If you're not doing it for the reason Jesus said to do it, you're not being baptized in his name. It also requires 
that you be baptized to wash away your sins. You know, in Acts chapter 22, uh, Saul of Tarsus was sent. Saul of Tarsus was sent to Ananias, and the Lord had Ananias tell Saul what to do. And, and what he told him was to arise and be baptized in the name of Jesus. Why are you waiting? Arise and be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ and wash away your sins. So baptism in the name of Jesus is to do it for the right reasons uh, and in the way that uh, Jesus uh, I so, think I'm going to stop there for tonight, Pat, and we might uh, come on another time and, and finish up a few more facts about being baptized in the name of Jesus that I'd like to share with your audience, audience if we might. That'd be great. If you would like one-hour phone Bible study with me, I want you to call or text me at 256-682-9753.